0: thanks vocal team and band and again thank you for coming this morning how many of you have your bibles with you do you okay and those of you who don't i'm sure this morning you have access uh, through your smartphone or your ipad and uh, i realize that your phones are smarter than you are uh, especially today but i hope you'll use them this morning and open them up to the book of amos in the old testament amos obadiah jonah micah nahum Rebecca, etc and open it up to amos now the words are the uh message may be on the screen it may not because i don't not sure that harvey knows where amos is but he was (laughs) he got it uh uh, the book of amos is a precious book it's a precious prophetic book in, in the old testament and if there is an old testament prophetic book uh, that's assigned uh, particularly for all of us today it, it is the book of amos so I, as we open it up look at chapter number eight if you will uh, beginning at verse number 11 chapter 8 verse number 11 before we read would you bow once again and let's ask god to bless his word uh, to our hearts father thank you again sir for loving us like you do and thank you jesus again for being our partner in prayer today uh lord uh, if there's anything i need today it's strength and help from you so i pray now holy spirit that you will be our teacher today that in a strong way you will manifest yourself in your presence in this place today i pray that you'll be our teacher because in my own strength i cannot Uh, Lord, I surrender myself totally and completely to you. Uh, My voice, my lips, my mouth, and certainly my thoughts. So I pray, Lord, that you would reign supreme in this place today. And that our lives will be affected by the power of your word. And ultimately changed forever uh, for Jesus' sake. We live in trying times today. And so, Father, we need you to show up. We need to hear Uh, from you so that we can act and not react but act in a perfect obedience on what you say Uh, now lord we give you praise again for all that you're going to do as a result of your word and as a result of our obedience to you so we make our prayer in jesus name and we thank you sir and all of god's people said amen in chapter 8 of the book of amos in verse number 11 the prophet speaks these words Are you listening? If you are, say amen. Amen. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, Uh, not a famine of bread or a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Uh, They shall wander from sea to sea, and from north to east they shall run to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord, but they shall not uh, find it the prophet amos prophesied during quite a good time among the people of the nation of israel Uh, the part of israel the northern kingdom as it was known then was coming to a close it was near its end and god spoke to amos david and he when he did he said amos i want you to go and speak to my people now the message that amos heard from god the father that he was to pass along and share with the children of israel was not a message that would be popular in their ears i want you to remember that it would not be popular in their ears it would not for many reasons one because it was a time then of economic uh uh, prosperity everything was going good as far as the money in that day they were enjoying themselves Uh, they were wealthy they were powerful but they were spiritually destitute Uh, god knew of their destitution he also knew of their desperation and as he noted that he called on amos to go and share a word with his people praying hoping that they would respond now listen to me god the father prays for us every day now i don't know if you've ever read that or not you said you mean God, Jesus prays for me. He certainly does. He prays for you every single day. He pleads your cases even to the Father when you know not that he's doing that because he knows and understands the needs in all of our lives. God understood that those people were prospering. He understood that everything seemed to be good. For the most part, the people had joy. They had a lot of peace in their lives. uh, But yet again, spiritually destitute. Now, Jack, they were spiritually destitute, uh, not because uh, they didn't know about God, but because they were not hearing God. Now, a famine is important we'll talk about that in a minute but there are many famines listed in the Bible I've preached on famine before from this pulpit especially from the book of Genesis what an awesome time that was for Abraham and his son Isaac and others when God again there allowed a famine uh, to ensue uh, to get the undivided attention of not only his servants but certainly uh, the children of Israel as well Amos wants those people to know that a destructive famine is about to come upon them so as we peer into the scripture as we look in uh, to just those brief verses that we read this morning we can see a lot of parallels if you will between how things were then and how things are today in our generation you cannot read the paper you cannot watch television you cannot listen to the news without knowing that the world as a whole is in trouble not only america uh, but the world as a whole is in trouble god sees god knows he's sovereign over all and in all And I believe if God has a word for us today, if he has a word for us today, it would be the same message that Amos brought to the children of Israel then. If you'll recall history briefly, you'll remember, some of you will, that in the mid-1800s, there was a war. They called it the war between the what? States or the... Civil War. Some people in America are still living that war. But that war was horrible. I mean, thousands upon thousands of people lost their lives fighting against one another. Now, that was a bad time. After the war had ended, after the strife was over, holy God began to work, Randy, in and among people. There were those who were chosen then who would speak boldly the word of God, and they would preach the unsearchable riches of God and the power of God, and people began to turn back to God. Then came along in the late 1800s the George Whitfields and the Spurgeons and the D.L. Moody's who Preached and taught uh, the Word of God, and things began to look up. Things began to get better. But in the midst of that betterment, in the midst of that prosperity, people began again to reject God and to turn away from Him, not desirous to hear what God had to say to them, much less respond to what He was saying in obedience. So they found themselves, again, in need of the message that God had sent through Amos, that He also sent to America during uh, the war between the states. Uh, be careful i'm going to send a famine in the land Uh, we were so prosperous then all of a sudden uh, came world war ii what a horrible time that was. Many of you in this room, and I know you did, live through the horror of World War II. I didn't. I'm a whole lot younger than you. Uh, so I didn't live through World War II, but my dad fought bravely in the Philippines and Australia and New Guinea in World War II, and I remember hearing the stories at my father's feet After I came along and what a awesome and horrible time that had to have been as again, God began to get our attention in America and draw our focus back to him again world war ii ended the baby boomers uh, came along that's me not you the baby boomers came along and we were enjoying what prosperity and happiness and joy because uh, there were jobs and the people were back at work again and people were being civil to each other and the word of god began to be preached powerfully again in churches around the nation uh, god raised up a man named Billy Graham who just passed from the scene uh, a few months ago but raised up Billy Graham and he raised up others and I don't have time to name all of their names but he raised up powerful preachers that the people in America post-war might hear again the word of God and respond and turn their hearts uh, back to him again but then it wasn't very long was it until all of us began to be comfortable where we were. And again, we began to rebel uh, against God and be satisfied with what we had and where we were and the families that God had blessed us with. Suddenly, we found ourselves, A.J., in rebellion again, living in disobedience, and God uh, needed again to send us a word. During the interim time, there was the Korean War, uh, the Vietnam War, uh, the desert storms etc cetera, etc cetera, uh, in the middle east that happened all of these as reminders to us that god is still in control and god wants all of us to be mindful of him and obedient to his word and to all that his word says but god spoke to amos and he said you go tell my children is in israel and can i bring you up today he is saying to me today And all of you and any who speak the word of God, proclaim the word of God. God is about, are you listening? God's about to send another famine in the land. It already has begun. If you look around you, if you listen to the news. So there's a lot of parallels between the conditions in Israel then and the condition of our world today. We are in a spiritual drought today because people do not care to hear what the word of the lord has to say and when people turn deaf ears to the lord then god responds in silence there's nothing to be heard uh, there are pulpits today in america where some preacher will stand and he will speak eloquently and he'll do what he's supposed to do but the people will not hear A word from God. They will not hear the word of the Lord. Either because it isn't happening in the pulpit. Or those who are listening are refusing to hear what God has to say. And to respond in the affirmative to what he says. Whether we know it or not. Friends we're in trouble. Whether we know it or not, we're in trouble, and this passage has some warnings for us today. Now, I've got four of them, and I do know what time it is, so I'm going to go quickly. Four warnings that are right in this passage today. Number one, uh, the Bible reminds us that a catastrophe is coming. When Amos spoke to the children of Israel, he said, God is going to send famine on the land now when a physical famine happens you know a lot of times uh, God withholds the rain the earth begets gets parched, crops won't grow and so we say if famines going on there isn't enough food people have not enough food to eat and ultimately people will die because of a lack of food or water etc but according to the book of the revelation the last days will also be marked by famines in the Lamb. if you look in the book of the Revelation, in Revelation eighteen eight, there God reminds us that during the last days, the eschatological days, end times, that there's going to be famines. There'll be no rain. There'll be uh, not enough food to go around. Now we already see that happening in many countries in the world, don't we? look at the continent of africa i mean it's starving children and they beg us on tv don't they they show the the little children with the little swell tummies on there to get our attention and draw us to help out and help feed some of those children Uh, if all of us gave we couldn't save them all but we can help some along the journey so they plead with us to do that already a famine has set in in the land in the form of a a, a physical famine and God says it's coming and it cannot be avoided did you hear that God says it's coming and it cannot be avoided you nor I are going to be able to get around it or buy it or over it or under it uh, that kind of famine's coming because God has been speaking he has been seeking he has been drawing us into right uh, position with him, relationship, and to be obedient to all that he says to us, but yet we are not hearing. We want to do our own thing. So then in verse 11, we find here that uh, God it takes a moment to declare uh, the character of this famine. Now he says that this famine will not be one of a lack of food or water, but he said, Listen. The days are coming when I will send a famine on the land, not of one for lack of food or water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. God is speaking today. He's speaking in this place right now. He's speaking to hearts and lives in this place. He's speaking to hearts and lives outside. God is working. He is speaking. His word has not, nor will it ever change. We have the word of God. We have preachers in abundance today who are preaching the word of God. Yet so many fail to hear what God specifically is saying to us. He says, a famine of hearing of the words of the Lord the people will have food and water they will have sustenance but they will not be able to hear what god is saying to them they will either not desire to hear it or if they do god will not allow them to hear it it'll be a speech uh, a spiritual famine in which god's word cannot be found people can go to church they may hear the words uh, of god but they will not feel or experience the word of God because God is going to withhold that word uh, from the minds and hearts of people. Now, verses five and six here tell us about the true spiritual condition of the people then uh, and the children of Israel. They were involved, the Bible teaches us, in the feast days. They were heavily involved in the sacrifices and the sacrificial system of that day, but they were bored with the things of God. They had heard God, they had uh, uh, been taught God, they had watched God work, but now they were bored with that, Uh, so they focused, Mike, on the things that they wanted. Uh, They focused totally and completely on their liking and all the things uh, that uh, material things could give to them. They wanted to get back to their true love and what they wanted to do. Their true love, by the way, was money. Does that sound a little bit familiar today? Their true love was money and what they felt and thought money could provide for in their life. Uh, And they just wanted to be in a position so they could do as they pleased. Oh, that's a perfect picture of our world today, isn't it? Uh, Just please me. Let me do what the things I want to do, the things I'm excited about. Not the things of God. We're not interested in hearing those. But God's response to all of that is to give them what they want god said okay you want the money you want what you want i'm gonna let you have it have at it go ahead and make your money earn your money see what it what good it does you uh, when you get it i'm gonna let you have it your way he feeds them silence since they no longer desire to hear the truth Now, how many of us today, uh, you have to ask that question for yourself, but how many of us really have an insatiable desire inside of us to hear and know and understand the truths of God? Uh, Do we really? You see, God sees and God knows. Uh, You can say, I do. But if you don't, God already knows that. He's going to provide you exactly what you want because of your rebellion and the lack of your desire uh, to hear what he has to say uh, in your life. Now, That's a terrifying thought, isn't it? To realize that we can never hear God. that God's not going to speak to our hearts where we can understand and increase our knowledge of him him Uh, listen if any people are going to survive and thrive according to the bible they have to be able to get a word from the lord i have to hear god i have to live in relationship with him i have to listen and hear what he says if i'm going to survive in this world today you know pastors today are not popular people do you know that I mean, preachers who preach the word, they're not popular people. And particularly if if you preach the word of God and then live by the word of God. Because people are more comfortable when we do what the people want to do rather than what God tells us to do. So in a lot of ways that alienates men and women of God who are preachers and teachers of the word of God. But when the people refuse to hear God, God will give them his silence in judgment. He will bring about his judgment in their lives. Listen to 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 3 and 4. Here, God even reminded through Timothy and Paul of what was to come because of man's rebellion. For the time will come. Now, are you listening? If you are, say amen. This is the word of God. For the time will come the word of god says when they meaning the people will not endure sound doctrine that is hear the word of god and understand what god say but according to their own desires because they have itching ears they will heap up for themselves uh, teachers and they will turn their ears away uh, from the truth and be turned aside to fables we're living in those days right now we are there look around you see what's going on in the world the word of god is being preached people are going to church but people today would rather listen to fables some tales or something that tickles their ears more often than not people go to church and when they get through if they can walk outside the doors laughing you know, and have their feathers all smooth, uh, they're perfectly fine. But you let them go walk in the doors of a church where the pure, unadulterated word of God is preached and and they're asked to be obedient, uh, then the, in their spirit, they get angry, but all because they're uncomfortable and they walk outside with a frown on their face and meet the world uh, in judgment because God is pouring it out in their lives. So when that happens, God will allow them to starved to death spiritually because of the famine so when people reject his truth there'll be no more words from God God's not going to speak and even even if he did speak by we couldn't hear him because the famine is brought about him but now uh, how come it's him uh, who caused all this in the first place well right here in the text in verses 11 and even in 14 God himself takes full responsibility the famine it's not something that just happened you know because of changes in weather and climate etc god said listen behold the days are coming when i holy god will send a famine on the land now god of course is in control of all the previous famines and all of those that are yet to come but in this particular type of famine god said i'm doing this I'm going to send a famine on the land. And it won't be a famine where you'll lack food or water, but it'll be a famine of not being able to hear the, the words of the Lord because I'm God, I'm going to be silent for a time. So he'll stop speaking to them. And even if he does speak again, they won't be able to hear what God is saying. And I believe there's many in our world today who claim Jesus Christ is their Savior That never hear from God. They're not listening. They have not a heart for God. They don't want to hear what he's saying. But yet God says, I take responsibility. So the direct cause of the famine is the wrath of God. Poured out on humankind in order to get our undivided attention again. And draw our attention back to him. Because God is fed up with disobedience. God's fed up with it he's had his full of our disobedience and of our uh, rebellion so now we know the cause this passage is a strong warning to the generation in which we live. I hope you understand that. I hope you're getting it. God is giving us a strong warning. We're so blessed in our day to have a, an abundance of, uh, of good biblical preaching. Uh, but when that preaching is heard and heeded, God will bless his people in great spiritual ways. But when people reject it, God becomes silent. And we are devastated because of spiritual famine. But then finally God says there's some consequences to all of this. In verses 12 and 13 he teaches here us here that when the famine comes people run from here to there. Uh, looking for something that will satisfy them. But they will not find it because they, what they're looking for is in Christ. Christ. It comes from God himself. And people today are not looking for something from God. We're afraid God's going to ask us to do something. Or ask us to go someplace that we'd rather not go. Or to maybe take up the banner and be somebody that we don't want to be. uh, That we're uncomfortable with. People become spiritually restless. Always looking for something new. Do you know anybody like that? I do. You can find them in every church. They're always looking for something new, something that will give them refreshment rather than looking to God and to hear uh, the word of the Lord. They look for the place where everything is about them, where everything is about their needs, where everything is about their feelings. They run away from the very thing that will give them exactly what they want. And that is the word of God again in their lives. So there's a famine in the land. I hope this won't shock you, but do you realize that the average church member today, the average church member today does not know the Ten Commandments. You know that? I wonder how many in this room, if I called on you, you could come up here and repeat the Ten Commandments for us in order. The average church member doesn't know it. You had to learn them probably in grade school. I know I did. In public school. We could not get out of the second and third grade without knowing the Ten Commandments. It was impossible. We could not get out of the fourth grade without knowing the books of the Bible. We had to start at Genesis and go through Revelation. And if you could not in public school, you were flunked and you did the grade all over again. But today, people who claim Christ as Savior don't know the books of the Bible, Uh, That's why some of you had a problem finding Amos this morning. I saw one or two just gave up and said, I'll look at the screen, you know. We don't know the books of the Bible. We're not familiar enough with the Ten Commandments to be able to tell others what those Ten Commandments are that are about our relationship with God. Incidentally, we can't do it. We don't, the average church member today, will not or can't or don't know how to share the gospel with somebody else who's lost. Folks, we've got a problem. And God says to us, I'm going to send a famine on the land. And it'll not be a famine where you'll not have something to eat and water to drink. But it's going to be a famine of not being able to hear the word of the Lord. You may want to, but you can't at that time. Yet people argue against everything today that's from the pulpit. People argue against it. it. Even if it is the word of God, there is a famine in the land. Are you searching today? Are you seeking for a word from God? He wants you to hear it. He wants you to have it. He wants you to experience it. But it's going to come only on the heels of our confession of our wrongs and our rebellion and our disobedience. He wants us to hear, but he's giving us just what we want. You've heard me say from this pulpit, if you've been around for a long time, especially on holidays, that America is about to get what America's been asking for for years. Oh, look around you. Listen, we're getting what we've asked for for a long time because for so long we've been in open, willful, blatant rebellion against hearing the word of the Lord. What do you want? want to hear from God? It begins by confession and repentance, asking God to forgive you and receiving that forgiveness and being restored to right relationship with Him. It's so very important that you hear what God has said. There's a famine coming in the land. Stand with me, please. Cross the auditorium, nobody's looking at all. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. The only way I want you to look is if you're walking. Some of you may just need to come down here and pray, sit on the front row, bow in an altar, stand here in the altar. Some may need to unite with this church. Uh, other believers may need to this morning you say God I want to be right with you let's work this out uh, some of you may be lost you've never known Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior for it need to be our joy to lead you to the saving knowledge of Jesus today and pray with you and for you whatever God tells you to do listen to him whatever he's saying to you you do it right